On today's show, we have Sam Tapalia, the creator of ZBEC Protocol. We're going to discuss details about the project, funding, team, and any plans on the roadmap. ZBEC Protocol is a settlement protocol in the Solana DeFi ecosystem. Sam, thank you for joining us today. And please start with giving us some insights into your background. Yeah, thanks, Joe, for having me. So I'm Sam Tapalia. I was born in Nepal during the second half of the Civil War. So I saw a computer like when I was like 13 or something. So <laughs> my background with technology is 10 years old. So I would say like, you know, by years, I haven't gotten that many. But uh, since then, I have, I've been coding for a while. I started a project when I was 15. It was Slack for high schoolers, like Discord, but no one used mine. So then after that, I started a B2B e-commerce company, exited from there, came to States in 2017 during the ICO boom, tried to start a fintech company, didn't work out, then started an AI company, raised a couple of million dollars, filed for four patents, signed few like tier one customers and filed for a few patents, had decent team. And then I started working on GBAC and here we are, we raised, we raised some money. Now we have some customers and now we're excited about 2022. Dude, that's awesome. So there's always some type of problem someone's trying to solve. And that's the reason why they start up a company. So what did you, what was the initial problems that you were seeing in the marketplace and purpose for starting up ZBEC? Well, like I'm born in Nepal, right? So my family grew up without a bank account for a long time. And always I had, I had a dream of starting my own bank because I always thought bank was the most instrumental thing for anyone's success. Right. And Throughout my life, whatever you, whatever I do, I've always been around that. And so for me, like me and my friends, we, we always discuss about things that does not make sense in the world, <laughs> right? And things that does not make sense in the world are like, you know, is cereal a soup, you know, like that does not make sense, but there are people who argue about it. And we have some of those like, you know, shower thoughts argument, but one of the things we were arguing were, was why we have payroll every 17 days. Like you work for two weeks and you get paid on 17th day, right? And we tried to discuss about for a while, but no one gave a logical answer. It was like, well, it's at the end, like, well, it's, it's been going on for a while. So that's what we're going to do, right? That's the conclusion that we came in. And then it doesn't make sense because why we are not getting the access to the earned ways. So we realized that the infrastructure of this has not been built. And in fact, faster access to capital opens up the entire new ecosystem for people who are working and it opens up a wild new possibilities, right? The time value of money is so powerful. So for us at first, it was like, what are the things that does not make sense? And then we realized that the entire financial system is messed up. And the easiest way to start with this payroll, because if you're not a founder or an investor, almost 99% of the people in the world get their money as payroll, right? So 99% of money flow in the world is broken. And we thought that was a big opportunity for us to go after. Cool. Well, I guess at least what comes to mind before tech, historically the payroll setup is just really because of administration costs and time and everything of people processing. And that's why it's spread out over a longer period. Yep. So actually that's the, like, that's the one part, right? So, so the payroll, the tax part is filed twice a month, right? But on your earned ways, it does not have to be paid to you every two weeks. You can actually receive every single day as well, right? Because ACS is almost free. And the banks say that your ACS is free, right? There are a lot of banks that are doing that, but still no one is actually building the entire infrastructure to be done. And yes, don't get me wrong. There are like, you know, there are firms that are saying we're going to do direct deposit via crypto and all this different thing. But still, the, all the direct deposit in payroll that are happening right now, this was happening. Someone wires the money to that exchange and that exchange convert that exact amount to Bitcoin or whatever the cryptocurrency of the choice it is, and it's deposited to your wallet. So 
they're still using traditional rail. To this day, there is no on-chain end-to-end payroll solution. So no one is actually you know, deducting the taxes on-chain. No one is actually withholding the taxes on-chain and no one is actually filing taxes via on-chain deposit. We saw that as a problem because big reason I got into Solana is because whenever you see a problem, you go to layer one, you don't try to backward compile. Like, you know, you, you don't want to see a problem. You're like, how can we solve the problem backward? Rather, you have to look into the base of the problem, right? And we saw the base of the problem being using traditional rail causes you to have lesser feasibility in terms of creating new products. So we that's why we went to layer one or the core. And then we realized that if we actually completed, replace the traditional rail with this solution, then you can start doing things like payroll by second, then you can do things like yield by second, or you can do all the different innovative things on top of it. So that's the one main reason in terms of like you know, creating a continuous settlement uh, based payroll. So first it'll be pay by the second. And then after that, it'll be lend for your future pay by the second, right? So you'll be, you'll be fronting people for the future payroll after uh, this is accomplished. So, so, so also interesting thing will be, we can actually launch under collateralized loan on chain. Right, right now, all the on-chain loans that are happening or lending and borrowing that is happening, it's all done via some asset backing it, right? But now I know that Joe is receiving a million dollar a month in paycheck. I can actually offer a million dollar and then figure out a way to receive from the stream that is coming towards you. So there's a lot of these under collateralized loan and all these different things can, can come up. And also it can start to have a better understanding of line of credit because payroll is the most powerful way of understanding someone's credibility when it comes to credit. So there's a lot of these interesting things that can be done. But payroll is interesting because I personally think payroll is not a sexy problem to solve because there's a lot of compliance issue in the back. But if you're able to solve those things in the back, I think it, it opens up a wide area of possibilities. And so for those that are listening, at the basics, what is EBEC and what is it trying to accomplish? So GBEC is basically imagine it as a payroll product, right? Imagine it as ADP or Gusto or Gusto, however you like it to say it, or JustWorks or any one of these payroll solutions. Think of it as like that. But instead of employers sending money from their bank account, they're sending from a wallet. An employee in the other end receiving money in their bank account, they're receiving it in their wallet. But only difference is the employers are able to send money by second and employees are able to receive money by second. So someone who is earning $10,000 every 10 day, they're receiving $1,000 a day or some, some fraction of cents a second. So, and they're able to do it every second. Basically imagine we have a really good big supporter of our product who would like to explain our product as a drip payment, but that's basically what we are doing. Imagine, imagine your salary being dripped into you every single second. So will you guys be like a, a, a full payroll system like Gusto or any of these Gusto, or are you guys actually going to be an application that works with those products? So we can do both. We can work with Gusto and all that stuff where we replace the rail, but also we have the tax filing and all this stuff built on. So we can launch our product in 43 plus states in the US. There are a few states where we are still figuring it out, but imagine tax withholding, tax filing, municipality states, Medicare, all those different tax, all of that can be built in with our system. Cool. I mean, I know right now most people are hesitant to utilize crypto to make payments to people that work for them for a couple of factors. One, that it's not integrated into their traditional QuickBooks fiat legacy system. And two, the tax implications and tracking that is kind of required right now that's still not quite up to par. How are you guys going to solve each of those problems? So let's look into first into the main reason is people have issues with converting your fiat into crypto, right? We solved that by having a really, really smooth on-ramp service. 
right? You want to have your money in your Chase Bank. Well, you basically sign on from this specific address and you're able to unwrap millions of dollars on chain, right? Or into your wallet. And from there, the tax filing in the back for your payroll tax is exactly the same as Gusto or other product. And for you, if you want to integrate that to your QuickBook, let us know which solution that you're using. Is it QuickBook or a different accounting service? We can enable that pretty quick as well. So our whole goal is to build this entire financial service stack, but all based on the crypto rails. Do you see any, uh, I guess, when it comes to international contractors or payroll, like as obviously blockchain has become this global thing, right? And there's just so many different rules and regulations. How do you stay on top of that? And kind of how does the roadmap execute the different jurisdictions? So, you know, there are 11,000 different tax jurisdictions in the U.S. <laughs> Just the U.S., 11,000, right? And of all the tax law changes in the world, 90% comes from U.S. So if you're able to solve this in the U.S., if you want to expand into outside, it's actually much easier because let's imagine a country based in Latin America. They're not going to have a municipal taxes. They're not going to have a city tax. They're not here. You have to do a geolocation on where the person is sitting right now. And based on that, you're like, you know, I used to live in San Mateo County, right? And then right like a block away from my house was a Santa Clara County. And me and my co-founder, basically we're working in the same job. We have the same salary, but our paycheck is to be different. That's how complicated US tax law is. And we're able to solve it here. And our goal is if we can do this really well here, then we can, we can expand outside really well because US process $65 trillion a year in payroll every single year. So that's a lot of money. And even if you can crack 1% of that, that's a three times the size of the entire DeFi market. So it's a very, very big space. And our goal is to first solve the problem big fish and then expand outside depending on how we see the traction like unfolding for us. And who do you see as your first clients? Like, do you see more of a crypto native funds and companies that are going to be the first tier clients to come on board? Yep, absolutely. You got it right. So the first customers are like the people who are already comfortable with crypto. And also the other thing is Gusto does not allow a crypto company who is based like, you know, most of the crypto companies, they don't have a bank account. They don't have a base in the US. They might be offshore, right? They don't serve those companies. And our goal is our, our product can actually serve them, right? So we can clearly see the first use case there. And right after that, our goal is to target very innovative Web2 companies or the companies who are in Web2 space who whose employees are requesting them crypto payroll. So that's going to be our tier two. But tier one, our customer is going to be all Web3 companies with like, you know, one or two people working in the company. And then after that, expanding into the next step. So will you guys be able to be a product or are you a product for like DAOs and managing that type of treasury and payments? Yep, yep, absolutely. Because all the crypto companies at the end of the day, they convert into a DAO. So for sure, DAO is going to be, be able to use our product. And also, we're also in integrating a treasury wallet. We will be able to have a multi-signature wallet as well so that a DAO can manage their treasury properly. So, you know, these are all those different things we are, as I said, you know, we're looking at this as a financial service stack, not just as a payroll stack. You know, this is like, a, obviously, a crypto payment. But on the other side, for DAOs that might have to make payment from crypto to fiat to a vendor, will you guys have that integrated? Yeah. So the way it can happen is a vendor can have their wallet. They can receive money in their wallet and they can instantaneously off-ramp their money to their fiat using our solution. So that's something we can do that as well. And also, I forgot to tell you, we actually are launching a debit card, right? That's actually in our plan. Hopefully, we by end of Q1 next year, we'll have our debit card and the goal of our debit card is to enable that because the most important like you know fear that people have with interacting with crypto is what do i do with this money right my mom still thinks that the same imaginary money you know uh i was going to give her like you know few soul and as few solana and she was like well 
you know, can you just like get me real money? So, you know, a lot of people are still, for a lot of people, usability defines real money. So our goal is the moment you have a debit card, it solves the usability problem, at least in the US, right? Outside the US might be different, but but at least in the US, we'll have solved that problem. All right, well, let's dive into the team that's kind of driving the success here. I mean, where are you guys, are you guys all located in San Francisco? Are you distributed remotely and what's the size currently? So we have eight people in our team and we have a lot of consultants slash advisors. And most of the consultants slash advisors are US-based and our dev team is distributed, especially in Nepal, India. And as I said, we have eight people in our team, core team. And beside me, my CTO, Ajay, Subhas, Sachin, like we have, we have a pretty, pretty robust team. We have known each other for a while. And by our, our CTO is Ajay. He was like inducted like White Hat Hacker Hall of Fame in like Facebook, Microsoft, Alibaba when he was 17 years old. So even while we were developing this product, we probably found like a few bugs in some of the wallets that we were working with. And Hence comes like, hence our, all of our NFT budget is coming from there, you know? So we come actually come from security audit background. So that's one interesting advantage for us, because what we do is we like to wait and research for a while before we do anything. And, and our team is, is very, very like product heavy. We have always built products. That's like, you know, building software and selling software. That's all we have been doing all our life. Right. And so that's the most, you know, makeup of our team. But at some point we'll start looking into like growth theme. BD and some of these things where we're thinking about that right now. That's cool. And so you guys have already raised capital. Yep. And can you kind of comment on the strategic investors that were involved or how much you raised? So we raised $6 million, right? And and we raised money from Republic, Shima Capital, Briar Capital. And besides that, we have Gemini and like IVC. We have, we have like quite a quite a robust set of investors all around, and we have an amazing set of in, like angel investors like Nelson Demiros, Joe McCann, so quite a lot of people. And there were two things we we're looking at, right? One was people who can help us in terms of understanding the ecosystem really well, because we touch fintech and crypto really like you know because most of the DeFi projects are really like DeFi DeFi, right? Like they they try to be as away from fintech, and our goal is to connect both of these together. So. We wanted to have a set of investors that can actually enable us that. So most of the firms that we're working with, they have previously worked on both sides, like fintech and, and crypto. So, so that was the most important thing we looked into our last round. And hopefully in our next round, we will start looking into more strategic in terms of exchanges and, and things like that. But our first round was especially just trying to have people who have previously invested in fintech and DeFi and can help us understand this ecosystem really well, because I personally always wanted to have a fintech company, but never really had one, right? I, I come from, I come from AI background. So that was the most important thing because I personally, fintech is like, you can imagine how it looks like from outside, but the moment you get inside the, like, you know, everyone says fintech is so complicated with compliance. Like, you know, you get in and you realize what is compliance because there's tiers of compliance and every other door you look at, every angle you look into, there is someone who's looking at you and you have to make sure that that person is happy else your product is going to be like three months late. So there are a lot of these things that our first round investors help us think through. Have you found them influential then in the success of ZVEC so far? Oh, absolutely. Right. Like, you know, either that is getting a bank partner or even getting a card issuer. There's a lot of these things that was important for us. And the second thing was getting early customers who helped us in terms of like defining our product or getting us feedback in terms of our early users, right? Like what will they be looking at or being the users themselves. These were the things that they helped us with. And also 
we're launching uh we, we actually have a hackathon going around it's called gbec hacker gbec means a fast moving ship and then our hackathon is called ship 2021 so we, we we launched our hackathon 7 days ago we already have 200 plus submissions which is pretty big in the ecosystem we expect we wouldn't do any any marketing we already have 200 plus submission we expect by the end of the hackathon we will see like few hundred more so that has been helpful from investors as well because they help us think through how we can actually like you know launch this really well how can we structure it in in a, in a right way what are this what are the different section that we need to have some of these things so could be more happy and so you know let's go into kind of competitors direct or indirect who currently do you see as your biggest one one or two competitors i think i will look into like web2 companies as our competitor because at the end of the day they are the one who are controlling the most amount of volume and that's where we should we will look after when it comes to payroll right and when it comes to continuous settlement, right, if you look into like outside Solana ecosystem, there are a couple of companies, but personally, the ecosystem is so big that I personally have not, have not thought about anything as competitor, rather like, you know, it's as a, as a way of like, you know, increasing the ecosystem because I forgot who said it because uh, the, the beast is so big that everyone can touch it from <laughs> all the different places. I don't know. I don't know who said it. Like I might have forgotten the code, but the beast is big enough that you can touch it from all different places and still have enough, enough for you to hold on to. Well, taking that, you know, even if you got some competitors in the space, what do you think will kind of be your moat or your edge that'll keep you in the game and at least a top player? So for us, like if we look through the ecosystem and one thing we look ourselves is we look ourselves as a financial service stack. Payroll is just a start. We are not looking ourselves as to be a payroll company. Payroll is just a way for us to get into this, right? We are already looking into treasury management. We are looking into other services on, to stack on top of it. And then by building the entire compliance in the back, we think we'll be able to onboard Web2 companies to Web3 through our solution. And, and I think that's where we're going to see our biggest mode because compliance itself is a, is a big hurdle for a lot of companies who wants to get into this, right? For companies like Gusto or ADP, for them to build a crypto rail is, is a pretty complicated thing. And same thing for Web3, a Web3 company to build compliance in the back end, right? So we thought of this problem in a, in a very, very like 10,000 meter up high and and then like in the bottom floor as well, because all our life we've been doing payroll ourselves. And we realize that payroll is most important when someone can actually help you with taxes because taxes is the most hardest thing about payroll. Else I can just Venmo you the money, right? So so that's the part that we we, we, we figure out. And we think that's going to be our mode because we're thinking of this as a fintech and infrastructure services stack. And we're going to keep building it. And it's not a, I don't think we're going to see a clear winner on this in next one year or two years, it's going to be a five year plus to see a, a clear winner in this. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I see two to five years before even there's quite a few customers that be using it for payroll, right? Yep, absolutely. So let's go into how are you guys going to make money, right? What are the areas, the revenue streams currently that you're implementing now and what you're going to implement in the future? Absolutely. So right now, the way we'll, we'll start making money is for anyone who is using our platform, right? We'll start onboarding other features. Like you can start staking. So if you're like, you know, getting money by second and you know, imagine like you're yielding on that by second and on that yield, we'll charge small percent fee, right? So that's, that'll be the one pool. The other pool will be on the tax filing. So, so on the tax filing part, we'll, we have our own secret sauce in the back so that we can, we are able to make some money. So it's not going to be coming from employees, it's not going to come from employees, but rather a some play to be able to float that money and be able to get some yield on that. So that's that's another angle. 
But we think as soon as we start to onboard more features, because the next iteration of payroll is going to be benefits, right? And benefits and insurance is the most uh, you know interesting way of making money because on an average, employers don't change their payroll service for for eight eighty years, and also and, and benefits and all these other services that has a pretty decent margin. And the other thing we're also thinking is in, in future we'll actually open up a crypto four one k self directed IRAs because. As, as I said, we are looking for a more compliant angle. So it enables us to launch all this previously well-tested business model into our ecosystem. It's just that we first we need to get the distribution, right? If we have the users, then we can already launch these like well-tested business model into this ecosystem and be able to make money. Right now, it's just distribution. We're not even thinking about launching and then trying to make money out of users for next few months. Our first like six to eight months goal is to get distribution. And how do you kind of propose that value? proposition to those initial users when you know it may not be a full stack system initially yeah so for now right like compliant crypto payroll itself is such a complicated thing that we expect to have like you know a few hundred uh, companies to use our product in next year which is which we see a pretty big advantage and the other thing we, we will start to look into is companies that are traditionally not served right like web3 companies are not getting any traditional payroll solution so we should we'll go after them but again First thing is look after companies that are not being served. One and the other thing is look into companies who are already looking for the service, right? I think that's the angle we have to go after because it's like look into, you know, like 20 years ago, if someone said that there will be a company that's going to enable you to store video for free, Pixar for free, you people will laugh at you, right? And now you have Google and Facebook. So I think the same thing is going to happen with payroll as well. Right now, if someone says we're going to do payroll by second, like it's like why you need that. But once you start to like, you know, add more financial service on top of it, I think it's going to make more and more sense. And it's just going to be like, wow, once upon a time, we used to be paid every 17 days. All right. So let's kind of, for the listener, let's walk through how it's going to work. Because obviously when you say pay by the second, there's a lot of questions in there, right? And so... If you're the company, you know, what are the first steps? What are the options of the crypto they could use? Where is that place? Where is that custody? Oh, yeah. So it's a self-custody wallet, right? So employer will have their own custody of the wallet, private keys and all that. They will be able to pay anyone using any any coin within Solana. But right now we are supporting Solana, the currency, USDT and USDC. Not because we didn't want it to launch other one. It's just that we thought it would be much cleaner to just launch with these three to, to be able to track volumes. And they can come in, come to this dashboard, deposit the money and put like Joe Robert, you add your wallet address and then say like, okay, $1 million a month, right? And then I just start streaming and the employer start to stream and Joe, in the other hand, you come in, you log in using your wallet and that's it. You will be able to see money coming to you by second. You can withdraw whenever you want, or you can put it in the yield or you can do whatever you want. Like, you know, it's, so basically that's, that's the whole system. Like, you know, the employer can just start streaming and there's nothing in between. So when the employer initially funds, are they typically doing that a month in advance, two weeks in advance, one week in advance, what? You can do like an hour in advance. Like you don't need to have money to start streaming because we realize that to be a problem for a lot of people as well, right? Because you want to do a stream for a, like 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 Joe is not going to leave the job for ten years, right? I want to I want to start the stream for ten years. But if you ask the money upfront, most of the employers don't have that much money, right? So that's like you know you 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 only need like few hours worth of stream, and at any moment you can come back and fund that stream, and the employer will be able to stream that. 
Got it. So the, you basically set up an initial contract yep. with that employee for a certain period, a certain time and a certain amount, right? Yeah. So if you set up for a month in advance, then you got to set up a new one for the following month. Is that kind of what you're implying? No, you don't have to. You can you can just set up for like next one year or two year or whatever that is. And you come back and just fund your, your main wallet, right? Like come to the dashboard and like this month I start with $10,000. $10,000 would last for less than six hours for you because you're paid a million dollar a month. I can come back five hours later and like, you know, put another million dollar or four hours later, put another million dollar. And then within that, like, you know, basically every, I don't have to create a new stream. I can just come back and fund my system and I can have hundred or 200 people simultaneously working. And that will enable me to like, you know, manage multiple payroll because that's what happens with, with the traditional payroll, right? You don't come back and do a new payroll, a payroll every month, right? You set it and forget it. Payroll is like the ops team's biggest nightmare is when you have to come back and do any, any form of reconciliation. You just got to make sure there's money in there, right? <laughs> yep, absolutely. That's, that's the only, only requirement we have. Like as long as you have money, it will start the stream. So I'm sure like most people are wondering is, you know, so you fund the wallet. I mean... How does it work in the background? And you know, first thing people probably think of is like gas fees are high, transaction fees are high. So how how does this work and why is there like no fees? Oh, absolutely. So that's why we we chose Solana. Solana, you can do with one dollar, you can probably do thousand plus transactions, right? Solana has very, very low gas fee. And that's why Solana enables you to do that. And the way it works in the background is when someone starts the stream in the back there is master PDA account, and from that master PDA account which is a programmatically derived address, uh, it's going to the employee. So, so that it acts as almost an escrow solution that is neither ours, neither yours, neither your employers. It's just based on that specific set of commands that your employer set. It's like, Joe is going to receive $1 million a month at this rate. And this address only follows that command. It does not follow anything else. Does this cost any more to the employer or employee than a bi-weekly type payroll? None. It's actually cheaper than that because bi-weekly payroll is your bank is not kind. You have to have that that wire fee and things like that, right? It costs you absolutely nothing. And that's what we want to do. Our goal is to become a feature, to become a perk to employees, not to become a burden, right? Because that's how we're gonna we will be able to onboard new people to the ecosystem. Can you explain or elaborate more on what this settlement protocol is and how it'll change the payment system in the crypto industry? Absolutely, right? Like all the transactions in the world right now, this one time I give you a million dollars and you give me back a million dollars, right? And the way Continuous Settlement allows you to do it, I can send Joe $1 million over the next 20 days and every single second Joe is receiving more money, right? So what happens with that is now that the money is modular, you can actually set up new set of parameters. Like as long as Sam is sending me a million dollars a month, put 20% in Bitcoin and 80% in stablecoin so that I'm earning... 10% yield. And of that 10% yield, buy 4% this and 5%. This, this makes money a flow. And what it does is down the road, all the money flows in the world will become programmatic, right? It's just going to be my money flowing to you by second and your money flowing to someone else by second and that money flowing to someone else. And at some point, it's going to come back to me again. And what it does is time value of money, right? It enables access to money faster. It's basically putting your money back to work right? That's basically what it is. Right now, your money is sitting in your wallet. And our goal is like, hey, let's like, you know, have a continuous stream of it so that it actually can go to work. Like, and and it can allow you to things like, imagine being able to rent an NFT by second. That would be pretty cool. If you can rent an NFT, you can do an option calls on NFT. 
right? Uh, which will be a pretty unique thing to do. Like that's one of the hackathon projects someone is pitching to us right now. Imagine if there's a, there's an NFT that is worth $100,000. Imagine to put an option call on that for $10,000 a month, that's the cost of it. And if in, within that 30 days, if anyone pays anywhere above like $110,000, the difference becomes to the person who did the option call on it. So like, you know, creating like, like the classic commodity options, right? So like there, there's a lot of these interesting features that can like interesting product that can come out of this or things like under collateralized loans, right? So all these different things can come out because of stream and our goal is to enable that ecosystem. Because basically if you got a trillion dollars worth of money running through your protocol, you can offer, our, I wouldn't say unlimited, but you could offer quite a few options to your customers. Absolutely, absolutely. And right now the crypto is in the stage that, you know, we, we don't have like, you know, credit rating on any wallets, right? At some point, we think that there's going to be line of credit. There's going to be all this different thing, and it's, it's all going to come out because of stream. And 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 I think that's gonna that's gonna increase the ecosystem to to where everyone is imagining right now. You guys mentioned obviously on the site yield farming, four hundred one k automated dollar cost averaging. Yeah. What is your take on how you see these different products play out from the employee having the options to choose versus kind of giving a set of ones to pick from. I'm trying to say most people in the payroll world in general, maybe not in the crypto native, right? Are used to kind of people making the decisions for them, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so like when you say yield farming, for the most people that are not crypto native, like they get turned off by everything. They just want to see like something, 5%, they're like, uh, I'll just choose 5%, right? So how do you, yep, how do yep. you see this kind of mature? Or how do you see your products geared towards the non-crypto native people. So gotcha. So the way we are doing this is going to be like, when you get your salary stream, you'll have a button that says, start yielding 10%. And you sign the wallet and that's it. And that's what like, you know, the traditional bank does, right? It's like new feature, like, you know, put money here, 0.025% uh, interest rate, right? So so that's that's how we are actually thinking about this. It's like, you know, making it such a, hassle-free, set it and forget it is like in, in our blood, right? That's because uh, personally, we like cleaner things when it comes to like, you know, because if, I, I don't like options actually, like, you know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like whenever I go to any like grocery store, I always like buy the third thing on the row. Like, you know, like I look into the row, whatever the third option is, I buy that. And that makes my life so easy because I don't have to be in any like, you know, decision bias, right? Because when you have a million options, what it does, it, it, it just creates you a chaos. And I think that's one of the problem with DeFi for anyone coming from Web2 because most of the people in Web2, banking is such a small part of their life. They don't spend like hours like us because we are yield farming hunters. Like we go yeah. out there and like, oh, someone is giving 2% more interest. So I got to move my, my USDC over here or like something like that. People, people do things like that. So our goal is how can we make it easy for someone who's new here? And how can we emulate the experience that they're getting in bank, but with like, you know, 100 times the upside? Now, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges when it comes to regulations and that these type of money management systems? Absolutely. So, so one of the biggest challenges we see is like when we have to on-ramp the money on-chain and when you have to off-ramp it, right? That's where it starts coming because how the government is going to see is like, well, Joe over here had a million dollars in salary, but now when he got the money out, it became $1 million and $10,000. How did that $10,000 came in? Was it from some form of washing up the money in the back, you know, <laughs> or like there's, there's all these different things that people will question. And the problem with compliance is, is like the government is catching up to it 
And at some point, it's going to be as easy as you putting money in, your, in, a, in a bank account. I think that's how it's going to be. But by that time, there's going to be a new thing that's going to come out. And it's, I think the problem or the challenge of the DeFi product like ours is going to be always trying to figure out the new thing and at the same time, making sure that, that you are not doing anything out of the ordinary that, uh, you know, you get, you get, you get, you, you fall in there, any, any compliance issues. Do you see any important, maybe third parties or third party vendors that you guys are going to want to integrate that kind of complete the stack? Absolutely. You know, at some point, if one of the big payroll companies, they use our product, that would be great. Besides that, like for fiat, crypto, on-ramp and off-ramp, there are a couple of companies that we're working with. There are two of the big card issuers. Well, one of them will be a great to work with. Not want to name any names here. Yeah. If you want to control, like if you want to control the user experience to be perfect, right? You have to look into the entire stack, right? Because if you can imagine your user coming from, okay, they get $100,000 from this bank to this wallet, from this wallet to this place, and from this place to this employee, and from this employee, the money back goes to this account. I think if we can imagine that and we can make it easy for like a third grader to understand that, I think that's when the DeFi world will achieve what we have set ourselves to achieve too. And currently is like the automated dollar cost averaging, is that kind of up and running or is that some soon to be on the roadmap? It's very soon to be on roadmap. Uh, expect Q1, that to come out. Q1, that, and the card will come out in Q1 as well. Right now, payroll is the big focus. Payroll and the multi-signature wallet. I think those two will be the big focus for us. And what do you guys, you know, is the debit card just always a request and that's why I see it launching everywhere or kind of what's the priority on a debit card? Oh, the, the reason we have for debit card is because there's no debit card in Solana. And if you have a million people with billions of dollars sitting in their wallet, I feel like some percentage of you, well, it's not, I feel like we have, we have spoken with quite a lot of people and they're like, yeah, you know, a streamlined debit card where I can, you know, move my Solana balance, like, you know, using this will be great because I personally don't like to have my money on my, on my bank account. Like, you know, cause I can be yielding like 18% on Sabre right? <laughs> yeah. So that's actually a goal, like, you know, for people like me, and, and I think it's going to be more and more like, you know, prevalent of people wanting to move to on-chain and these people are going to want a debit card because normally this is how it happens, right? If you want to move your money out of your debit card to a bank account, you move to an exchange and from that exchange, you have to order a card. And from there, it's a process and the fee is not that kind. So our goal is to make sure that we are making the experience easy. You know, why don't we touch on the roadmap anyway? So you have the debit card and the the dollar cost averaging coming out, kind of what are your other future plans? So the future plans would be to look into more into like, you know, enterprise, at least, you know, to figure out a way of paying international, to do an integration with the tax, like accounting softwares for businesses, basically making it a, a solved enterprise product for businesses. And in the same time, start integrating like yield pools and things like that so that people who are receiving money there you, know, you are yielding passively because that's going to be an important thing. So those those are like our goal right away. After that, it's like if we can crack like the user base that we were looking forward to, then figuring out some form of credit product. But it's going to be more on the more on the smart contract based side, not on the centralized side. So it's there are more of these financial products online. But at first, it's like how can we make the the user experience smooth and how can we have a, a volume that can actually justify our product development. And everybody always asks, do you have any plan to launch a token in the future? We are thinking about it. We'll see how the, our ecosystem grows and how our users react to it. But I think uh, token should not be like, you know, you should not slap token to anything because uh, token is a responsibility. I, I personally think token is as a responsibility. And, and 
like us as a team will hold like a decent portion of it. And, you know, we have to be a stu- like steward of that, right? So our goal right now is first, like understand how our users are going to use our product. And then like is owning a token, making us more responsible so that we are taking care of our customers really well. And if some of these questions can be answered much clearly in the next couple of months, then yeah, token will be in line. But right now it's the, you know, features and, and user growth. That's our initial focus. That's good, man. That's the right way to do it. You can't get all scattered. Some people throw a token in there just to make people on Twitter happy and then they kind of screws the project up. But you know, what do you what do you see five years out? Five years out, I think uh, the financial service stack is going to be web three based. There are going to be some rails, I cannot name names, but there are going to be some rails who are going to completely take on to like these some of these crypto chains as their as their rail on transaction, because I think that should be that's going to happen slowly and once that happens, at least on the debit card and credit card side, I think people are slowly going to move in. Like even on the more centralized side of things, people are going to look into like right now how people are saying like, oh, how can you put token onto it, right? It's going to be like, how can we put like our product on chain? That's how people are going to think in the next five years. I don't know which are going to be the companies, but the reason it starts with finance is because that's the part where people are people are suffering the most. But I think down the road, there's going to be just more than just one industry where people are putting on chain. I think there's going to be more and more product that's going to move on chain. So do you think, uh, will you guys stay just with Solana or will you move to other ecosystems? Well, I love Solana. That's that. My mom named our dog Solana. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's my answer. So basically until there's a desire need, there's no need. Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah. Until we have, a, we, we have another dog, which we love more than our life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how about maybe just comment on, you know, the underwriting process you went through to choose Solana. Obviously, there's kind of a battle out there of, you know, which chain, layer twos, and everyone who could process transactions the cheapest. What were the insights that you've seen when you underwrote Solana? I think the the team that is developing the product, right? Because it's not about what it is now, but what it's going to be in the next five years. And I thought Solana team is doing a really great job. And the other thing was, it's like the faster, cheaper, and like everyone is doing it now, right? But it's just that like, let's imagine if if all the financial transaction in the world is running on chain or one or two chains, how expensive the transaction is going to be, then what, how the team is going to react to it. And I kind of think that like the plans that Solana team is going to have, like let's imagine if Solana would have to do a layer two, imagine how fast that will be. And then some of that was so exciting for us to to realize. And and we thought that, hey, you know what? Let's, let's build in Solana because first thing was, it's this new ecosystem, right? Uh, it means there's gonna be there's gonna be newer, interesting ideas that's gonna come out. And the second thing was, you know, just the team itself. You know, the the people were at the end of the day, you were you you were betting on people, right? Like if we are developing apps, and then like five years from now, we don't want the gas fee to be like two dollar per transaction. That sounds crazy for anyone from Ethereum ecosystem, but for Solana ecosystem, if they have to do two dollar per transaction, that is unheard of, right? But like that's the world we imagine, and we think that if that is to be the case, there will still be a solution that's going to make that go back to what it is right now. No, I agree. The only question that comes out of that is, from a user or new customer standpoint, is there objections to kind of using the Solana versus Ethereum, or what are you seeing? There are two two group of people, right? There is one who, who like care about like you know decentralization and all these different interesting topics that has that has come to ecosystem in the last few years, and I totally respect them. And then and that's the best thing about capitalism is you get to choose whatever you like, right? And for them, you know, that's perfect. But like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you have to look into the usability, right? 
like my team is based out of Nepal and then they love buying NFTs in Solana because you can buy one NFT for like, let's say two, three, four, five, ten soul, whatever that is, but you're only paying like fraction of a dollar, fraction of a cent for the transaction fee, right? And and some of these things, you know, like you you love things that you are able to use, right? Correct. Our team has been able to do that. Um, and, and that's why that's why we went with Solana. You know, for other people that are listening, obviously starting up a project in the blockchain right now is the hottest thing, right? What advice do you have for anybody who's looking to do the same thing? I think like get a knowledge from a primary source, whatever that is. Like uh, it doesn't matter it's blockchain or anything. If you do not understand info, like you know, information from the primary source, it's, it's, it does not make sense. Like I've been doing payroll since I was like 15, 16 years old, right? And like, you know, I've hired like 20, 30 people when I was like 19, 20 years old. So, so some of these things I know about payroll and then some of these things I have like felt myself, right? And and before then that, like one thing I have always figured out and been happy with is like at least the hypothesis that you start with, if it is based on some form of primary knowledge, even when it does not work out, you are happy because you at least solve the problem for yourself. So that's that's the advice that I will give. I don't know whether that, that makes sense or not, but money will come and go. But <laughs> that happiness of being able to solve the problem, at least for yourself, is always there. I agree. Anything else that we didn't cover that you want to plug in about Zback or if you're a builder trying to build an amazing product, come build in our hackathon. You know, I think I think that's a, that's one thing where we're trying to attract more developers to our ecosystem. You know, people are doing renting NFTs and paying for lawyers by second and things like that. But uh, you know, if there's more interesting projects, please come and build, and we will love to help you any way possible. And where should listeners go? You know, a certain site, Twitter handles. Oh, well, come to come to our like you know come to our website gbeck.io. You will see like on the top, or you can come to our Twitter. Discord, that's that's everywhere. In 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 every one of our presence online, there's a information about our hackathon. Dude, it's awesome. It's been a pleasure. I was kind of uh, been wondering how streaming money is going to occur, and obviously, I think it's going to be a big thing. And just this other services, you know, where they could place capital and get yield, I think it's going to be even bigger than that. So I appreciate coming out today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much for having me.